Hello there, and welcome to Let's Get Sexy, the podcast where I read an erotic story and you listen to it. We're nearing the end of Series 6, where we've been reading the story Undercover Stripper by an author called UK underscore writer underscore 53. Today we're going to be reading Chapter 8, so if you haven't listened to Chapters 1 to 7, then I strongly recommend you go back and listen to those first. For those of you who are all the way up to date, I'll do a brief recap of what happened last time. Jess went on her dinner date with the gang boss, Frank Harwood, and then after dinner, Frank decided to bring her back home to Tom so he could have sex with her in front of him. Tom spent a lonely night on the couch after having a wank, while Lisa and Frank spooned throughout the night and then had sex again in the morning. Both Tom and Jess were very happy with what had happened and enjoyed it very much. The only downside really was that it got them no further in terms of their investigation. Fortunately though, they <laughs> they got a stroke of luck when they decided to meet up at the Red Lion pub and Jess got talking to a couple of young men, 19-year-old teenagers, one of whom happened to have a video on his phone of Frank Harwood beating up the ex-manager of Maxwell's, one of the other clubs that the bar now owns, and forcing him to sell at a low price. The only complication... The teenagers demanded to have sex with Jess, who they'd seen previously at Sin City Strip Club, before they would agree to hand over the video. And so reluctantly, Tom agreed to let them sleep with his wife. Jess, less reluctantly, agreed to sleep with them too. And they had what you might call a gangbang in the ladies' toilets of this pub, and successfully came away with the video evidence. That's where we left off, and I'm pretty sure that that is where we're going to pick back up again. As usual, haven't read this chapter ahead of time, don't know what's going to happen, but I can tell you it's got 9,000 words, it's got a rating of 4.72 stars, which means it is labelled H for hot. It's had 9.9 thousand views, 22 likes, and there are 8 comments for us to go through at the end. I want to quickly mention the Patreon page, there's a link in the description. Just £5 can help to keep this podcast afloat, it pays for things like the equipment and the time spent. If you can afford to, I would really appreciate your subscription. Thanks very much for downloading this podcast. I'll be back after the story with my analysis and those comments. Until then, please enjoy Chapter 8 of Undercover Stripper. Reveal all except the truth Undercover Stripper Take off your clothes and move your body to Nobody knows that underneath you're an undercover spy. Reveal all except the truth. Undercover stripper. Never tell them that you're a Undercover stripper. turned you on, didn't it? Go on, admit it. They were back at home when Jess slipped her arms around her husband's neck and asked him about watching the two young men, Jason and Liam, fuck her. Yeah, it did. More than I would have ever imagined, he replied, holding her tight against him. It also made me insanely jealous. I know, but I got the benefit, remember? 
Tom lowered his lips to hers, and they kissed, gently at first, and then gradually the intensity increased as their tongues joined in and they began to lose themselves in the moment. Wait, Jessica pulled away from him, breathless. What for? Her husband started to nuzzle her neck. Be serious for a moment, Tom. He stopped and looked at her with a puzzled expression. What is it? She bit her lower lip hesitantly. Do you... do you think I'm becoming a slut? She asked. Honestly? Jessica nodded. Tom took a deep breath, not sure what response his answer would get him. Yes, without a doubt. After watching you over the last week or so, it's clear that you're a complete exhibitionist and a total slut. Wow, don't pull any punches, will you? Well, you wanted me to be honest. She thought about what he'd said for a minute. But you like it, don't you? she asked. He dragged her back against him. I love it, and I love you. With her arms around his neck again, she gazed up into her husband's eyes. Don't ever leave me, she said. Never, he replied, kissing her once more, their mouths moulding together until they had to stop to breathe. Staring at each other, they both laughed, the tension over their recent sexual discoveries finally dissipating as they came to terms with what they both wanted from their marriage now. With the discovery of the new evidence, they turned their attention back to the club and Frank Harwood. They needed more, and they were both hopeful that the coming Friday night might provide them with it. Jess had fucked Jason to get the video, and they both knew she would be required to spread her legs again, maybe more than once, if they were to achieve their objective. The pair were both working the afternoon shift at the club on the Tuesday, and as always, they arrived early so that Jessica had plenty of time to get ready. The only difference was this time they came in together now that their relationship was known. Standing by her own husband, Clarice grinned at them as they entered. About time you two came out of hiding. Jessica blushed, and kissing Tom on the cheek, disappeared behind the curtain with the black stripper to get ready. Did you hear about Markov? Clarice asked as they sat down. No. What about him? Jess was suddenly nervous that he'd come back. They found the body last night. He'd taken an overdose, apparently. Apparently, thought Jess. The word stuck in her mind. Was it an overdose, or had her talking to Danny Brooks been a catalyst for the gang to remove him? There was nothing she could do about it, though, and she put the matter out of her mind. How the gang disciplined its members wasn't her concern. She was out of the bar shortly before the club opened, dressed in a blue lacy bra and thong, with sheer black hold-up stockings completing her outfit. Her husband was by the entrance, opening up, while she waited at the bar, chatting to the other girls, when their 63-year-old neighbour, Rob Greenwood, walked in. Spotting him first, and checking there was no one else around to see what he was doing, Tom grabbed his arm and guided him to the side. "'What the fuck are you doing here, Rob?' he asked. "'Me? I'm just a customer,' his neighbour replied, looking at him slightly confused. "'More to the point is what the hell you're doing here in a security t-shirt.' Swallowing nervously, Tom looked around, quickly explaining that he was undercover at the club, and more embarrassingly, that Jessica was also working there as a stripper. "'You're shitting me!' the older man just stared at Tom, wide-eyed in amazement. "'Your wife is here? Stripping? Fucking hell, you just made my year!' "'Look, Rob, just don't let on you know either of us, all right?' he demanded. "'It's important you don't give either of us away.' "'Well, okay, but I might just have to get a lap dance off your wife,' Rob grinned evilly. "'I've always thought she had an amazing body.' "'Fine, if you must. Just remember, you don't know either of us,' he hissed in his ear reminding him before letting him go. As quickly as possible, Tom made his way back to the main room and headed across to his wife. You'll never guess who the fuck is here, he told her, looking around to see Rob staring across at them. 
Bloody Rob from along the hallway. Jess stared back at him. You're joking. Sixty-year-old Rob? He visits strip clubs. The very same. He's over by the stage. Says he wants a lap dance later. She glanced past him towards their neighbour and giggled. Well, that'll be fun. I've always thought he was a randy old sod, the way he looks at me. Shaking his head at her flippancy, her husband moved off to make sure he was seen to be working. Keeping a careful eye on Rob, he walked the room just as he was supposed to until the DJ announced to the audience that Sapphire would be next to perform. Swallowing hard, Jessica slid off her stool and nervously stepped up onto the stage. This was the first time she'd seen someone she knew in the club, and it unnerved her slightly. The idea of showing off her body to someone like Rob, a neighbour, definitely excited her, but it also scared her a little. Back on the main floor, Tom watched her, his attention flicking between his wife as she began to dance, and back to Rob, who had moved to sit at the edge of the platform. Starting off with a fairly energetic routine, Jess strutted around, swaying and gyrating as she moved to the heavy bass beat pumping out of the speakers. Making eye contact with all of the customers seated at the edge of the stage as she danced, she worked her way around them until she came face to face with their neighbour, Rob, sitting there, ogling her. She teased, twirled and shook her hips, bending over to show her pert, firm ass and barely covered pussy to the men watching, trying to put the fact that her neighbour was there out of her mind. However, as much as she tried to ignore his presence, he kept reappearing in the corner of her eye, and she wondered how often he visited Sin City, and if he'd ever asked for a lap dance from any of the other girls. Her first song finishing, and her second starting, jerked her back into the moment. Quickly reaching up behind her back, she unhooked her bra, and slipping the straps down her arms, she held the cups over her modest breasts, teasing her audience. Almost immediately, someone at the front produced a ten-pound note, and she moved to kneel in front of them, dropping her top to the floor and exposing her firm tits. Topless, she pushed her chest into the tipper's face, allowing his tongue to briefly tease across her nipples before she pulled back. Naughty, naughty, Jess giggled and waggled her finger at him. That got a laugh from the audience as she got to her feet, and she continued to erotically bump and grind around the stage. Aware that Rob was sitting and staring up at her, Jess avoided looking in his direction, knowing that she would soon be fully nude in front of her 63-year-old neighbour. Another customer threw a ten-pound note on the floor, and she again dropped down to kneel in front of him. Cupping her modest breasts, Jess pushed them together and stared seductively into the tipper's eyes as she leant closer to him and pinched her own nipples. From out of the corner of her eye, Jess could see Rob. His expression was a mixture of lust and disbelief as he stared at her. As she got to her feet, the second tune ended, and Jessica hooked her fingers in the waistband of her panties, sliding them down her long legs and stepping out of them, leaving her in just her stockings and heels. She was as good as naked now, and she started to dance to the last song of her set. Twirling around, she glanced down to see Rob holding out a twenty-pound note to her. Biting her lower lip, she knew she had no choice, so she took it, giving him a smile and dropping onto her side. Then, lifting one leg up with her toes pointing towards the sky, she opened her legs wide, just a foot or so in front of him. The pose proved, without any shadow of a doubt, that she was 100% female, her pink, girly anatomy completely on display to his lust-filled eyes. Letting Rob take a very long, lingering look before rolling away, Jessica could feel herself getting wetter as she continued to show her pussy, dancing and posing for the audience until her last song ended. With her spot finished, she quickly collected her discarded clothes and disappeared backstage without looking back at her neighbour. As his wife walked off, Tom noticed Rob glance across at him, giving him a lecherous wink and a broad smile. Reappearing from behind the curtain a few minutes later, with her bra and knickers on, 
Jess took her stool at the bar, trying not to pay any attention to the older man sitting across by the stage. Keeping her eyes averted, her heart was pounding against her chest as she wondered if the randy old sod would proposition her for a lap dance. She could refuse, of course, but she knew that if he asked, she wouldn't. Not forgetting his duties, Tom wandered the floor, watching the dancers in the audience, particularly Rob, but much to his relief, he gave no indication of knowing either him or his wife, and he slowly began to feel a little calmer. Jess did one lap dance while she was waiting, and then did a second spot on stage before returning in a change of outfit. This time she was wearing red fishnet stockings with her red bra and panties when she took her place by the bar again. She had just started to relax a little and had picked up a drink before speaking to Clarice when Rob approached her. Walking directly past Tom, he winked at him and went straight up to Jessica. Could I have a private lap dance, Sapphire? Interrupting her conversation with her friend. Jess swallowed hard, trying not to appear flustered in front of Daryl's wife, and smiled. Sure, hun, she said, slipping off her stool and taking his arm to lead him to the VIP area. Watching them walk away, Tom gave them a moment before heading up to the security walkway around the area so he could observe from the shadows. Jessica could feel her heart thudding against her ribcage as she guided Rob to one of the sofas where he immediately turned her around and pulled her onto his lap not giving her a chance to start dancing as his hands moved right to her thighs where he began to finger her smooth skin through the openings of the fishnet. Fuck, you're even more gorgeous with your clothes off, he told her, his hands caressing her legs. Customers aren't really permitted to touch us like this. But as it's you, Rob, and I can feel you're already aroused, I'll let you, she whispered in his ear as she twisted her body towards him. Wriggling on his lap, she remained there for a little longer and it was obvious how turned on he was the sizeable bulge of his cock pressing against her through her skimpy panties as she ground herself against him. Finally, she stopped what she was doing and pushed herself up off his lap and began to dance properly in front of him. Moving closer as she danced, Jessica placed her hands on his shoulders and leant over to give him a look right down at her perky, barely-covered breasts. Then she spun around and took a step away before reaching up her back to unclasp her bra before she slipped it off and threw it onto the sofa alongside him. Oh yes, Rob groaned, making her smile as he watched her undress for him. With her back still towards him, she parted her long legs slightly and bent from the waist, letting her long blonde hair cascade towards the floor, her slit barely covered by the scanty material of her panties. Looking back at Rob, she smiled sexily. He had been studying her rear and was gradually moving his gaze down her legs when he saw that she was looking at him, her big blue eyes staring right into his. Jess winked and stood up turning around to start dancing again, running her hands gently up and down her body, cupping her breasts and teasing her hard nipples. Off to the side, Tom was utterly mesmerised, watching his wife torment their 63-year-old neighbour, hardly breathing as she gyrated erotically in front of a man several years older than her father. She moved up closer to the sofa and lifted her right foot up, placing the stiletto heel of her shoe next to him, basically positioning the crotch of her panties about a foot from his face. Apart from her time with Frank at the VIP suite, it was one of the sexiest things she had ever done. Staring into the older man's eyes, she cupped her breasts and began to move, gyrating her hips and working her panty-clad pussy back and forth into Rob's face. Then, in one fluid motion, she shifted from having her foot on the seat to straddling him, her knees either side of his thighs as she continued to move to the music. With her hands on the back of the couch over his shoulders, Jess arched her spine and pushed her chest towards him, slowly getting closer. You can touch them, if you want to, she whispered softly, urging him to fondle her bare tits. Fuck, he murmured, his eyes fixed on her chest as his hands slipped up her body. 
His rough palms covered her perky, modest mounds, and he began to knead them gently as she tipped her head back, letting her long, blonde hair tumble down over her shoulders. His fingers quickly found her sensitive buds and started to tease them, rolling and pulling on them as she squirmed in his lap. Oh yes, oh shit, yes, her breathy gasps only serving to inflame the older man's lust. Without warning, Jess pulled away off his lap and got back to her feet, her nipples hard and swollen as she started to dance in front of him yet again. Spinning around so her back was towards him, she hooked her fingers into the waistband of her panties, and bending at the waist, she slid them all the way down her long legs and stepped out of them, moving her feet apart to present Rob with a glorious view of her bald pink slit. She stayed there, bumping her hips and letting him take a long, hard look at her pussy, before standing up and twisting back to face him. Lowering herself onto his lap, Jessica sat astride him once more, brushing her breasts against his face and teasing her hard nipples along his lips. Barely rubbing her sex against the bulge in his pants, she teased him unmercifully before moving away swiftly when he pushed his hips up towards her. Somebody's getting very hard, Jess giggled naughtily. Flicking his tongue over her hard nubs, Rob just groaned, grasping her hips and trying to pull her down onto him. Eventually, after brushing her hair back and forth over his face, Jessica stopped and whispered something in his ear which made him smile. Knowing her husband would be watching, Jess glanced across towards him and then slowly started lowering herself down, to begin ever so gently rubbing her pussy against Rob's crotch. The first time she eased her sex onto his bulge, he twist and pushed up to grind against her as she lifted her hips up to tease him again. The next time, she didn't pull away. He pushed up hard against her and they both let out a soft moan. That was when she stopped teasing him and let him know she was aroused. Oh, sweet Jesus! Oh, fuck, she gasped, the sensations growing in her and taking control of her actions. Rubbing her crotch against his sizable bulge, Jessica occasionally changed her moves to push her chest into his face, but every time she did, he would move his hips up and try to stay in contact with her wet sex. His hands were gripping her hips tightly now, pulling her down so that she began gyrating hard and fast against him, grinding her nether lips down against the lump in his trousers. Her labia parted around his bulge, and she shuddered as the pressure started to build against her clitoris. Oh my god, Rob began to moan, his hands sliding up to her tits and back down to her waist. Caressing her body as she rubbed her cunt against him, he jerked momentarily, and then suddenly let out a loud grunt as he came in his pants. Fuck, oh fuck. Grinning, Jess slowly eased herself up and kissed him on the cheek, thanking her neighbour for being so sexy, before dismounting his lap and slipping her underwear back on. I hope you enjoyed that, Rob, she giggled saucily, staring at the front of his trousers. Tom started to walk away when a hand grabbed his t-shirt and he was pulled further into the shadows. What the? He'd barely had time to utter a word before a pair of arms encircled his neck and his mouth was pulled down to meet Tracy's, her tongue probing between his lips as she kissed him passionately. What are you doing, Trace? he said, pulling away and looking at her in disbelief. Given to you what your wife has given to others. She looked him in the eye and then dropped to her knees, her fingers fumbling at his zipper. No, wait, you, you can't. Tom tried to protest and stop her, but his dick was still rock hard and he was so turned on that his need took over from his brain when her red lips encircled his cock. Gurk, gom, glog. With one hand wrapped around his shaft, twisting and stroking it, her lips slid down and up on the first hard inches as she sucked on it noisily. His eyes closed, and he grabbed at her head, pulling her closer and forcing more of his throbbing prick into her warm, wet orifice, his mind filled with thoughts of his wife performing her lap dance for their neighbour. 
Oh, fuck. Tracy. It was all he could do to groan softly as the pleasure grew rapidly, his balls aching to expel their load. Looking up at him, her lips curled into a satisfied smirk while her head bobbed rhythmically, working her mouth into his manhood, coating the hard meat with her spit. Standing over her, Tom could feel himself tensing, his apex approaching swiftly as Tracy's lips tightened around his shaft. Wrapping his fingers in her hair, he gasped, his load starting to bubble up his erection. I'm gonna come, he said, but instead of pulling away, she sealed her mouth around his rigid pole and waited. Now, he cried, his cock erupting, spurting thick globs of his seed into her throat. Og, og. Swallowing again and again, she took every last drop of his man-cream down her gullet and into her belly, licking the remnants of his eruption off the end of his dick before she tucked it back inside his jeans. Mmm, that was yummy, said Tracy, standing up and licking her lips, grinning. Totally speechless, he looked back at her, wondering how he was going to explain what had just happened to Jessica. Leaning up, she kissed him on the cheek and winked. Next time, I want everything gorgeous. With that, she turned and disappeared, leaving Tom standing alone, feeling somewhat bemused. The rest of the afternoon was relatively uneventful compared to Jessica's lap dance for Rob, and apart from one customer that Tom had to eject from the club, very little else had happened. It hadn't been a busy afternoon, and it had got even quieter after three o'clock as the majority of the customers slowly drifted away, Rob staying for a while just to watch Jessica strip once more before he departed as well. It had been around 3.30 and Jess was on stage doing her striptease when one of the men around the front grabbed her, trying to pull her off the platform and onto his lap. Tom had got to him quickly enough, but it was the first time anything like this had happened to her at the club and she was quite shaken up by it, finishing her routine early and going backstage. With everything so quiet, they got out of the club and were walking back to their car at just after 5pm. Rob didn't put you off then? The question had been on his mind for a while. Jessica shook her head, flicking her blonde hair around her shoulders and smiled. Far from it. I've always thought he was rather sexy for an older man. So, you enjoyed the opportunity to give him a lap dance then? You sure did. I could see you watching us. She giggled sexily and squeezed his arm. What can I say? You look bloody sexy, grinding on his lap, he told her honestly. Jessica went quiet after that, and they walked along in silence until they reached the car. Sliding into the passenger seat, she put on her belt before turning to face her husband. And it turned you on, didn't it? He coloured and nodded. She smiled knowingly at him. Is that why you didn't stop, Tracy? Tom stared at his wife open-mouthed. You... you saw what... what happened? Now it was her turn to nod as she grinned at him. Yes, I saw everything. And now? He asked her hesitantly, worried about her reaction. Are you going to fuck her? She asked. Would it bother you if I did? Tom answered her question with one of his own. Well, yes, but I could hardly complain after... after what I've done. Sitting next to Jess, he paused and thought about what she'd just said. About her, about Tracy, and about the whole situation they were in. Things were spiralling out of control, and he was starting to wonder how they were going to finish up. It had all started out as an undercover investigation, but now, with them both becoming aroused by her stripping, and then getting even more turned on by her fucking Markov and the others... This isn't just about our inquiry now. It's about you and me as well, isn't it? Yeah, Tom admitted, his voice barely audible. Would you have liked to see me do more than just grind myself against Rob? She asked, hesitating, her voice a little more than a whisper. He stared at her for a long moment before answering. What are you suggesting, Jess? She bit her bottom lip pensively. Would you have liked to watch our neighbour fuck me? 
You know I would. Watching you with another man is the most erotic thing I've ever seen in my life. He readily admitted his perversion. Jessica looked at him thoughtfully. We would be crossing a line, though. Tom, all the other times I... I've done it. have been to do with the investigation. This would be different. It would be just for us. He started the car and pulled out into traffic, giving himself time to consider what she'd said. He's older than your father, he reminded her when he finally responded to what she was suggesting. Jessica giggled. What's that got to do with it? For an older man, he's pretty sexy, and he's got a big cock. So you want him to fuck you? His question was irrelevant. He knew what the answer would be. Yes, and I want you to watch him have me, and then you can take me afterwards, she stated decisively. And, being much older than us, I'm sure you won't see him as a threat to our marriage. She knew what she'd said was true, and with that, the decision was made. Now it was just a question of making it happen. Why don't you go and ask Rob if he'd like to come over later, Jessica suggested when they arrived back at their front door. Are you sure? Shouldn't we talk about this? She had obviously been considering it on the way home and had come up with a plan, although Tom had no idea what it was. Why? We both want it to happen. What have you got in mind? Her husband's suspicious nature came to the fore. Well, his wife bit her lip coyly. I just thought you could maybe invite him over. Say something about wanting to make sure there was no embarrassment in the future after today at the club. Yeah, okay, so far so good, he said hesitantly as he waited for the rest of the plan. Then I could appear, maybe in just a t-shirt and my panties. Then we get cosy on the sofa and see where it goes from there, Jess finished quietly. This could all go tits up, you know. We should talk about it first. What if he's not up for being watched, or he can't get it up or something? I don't think getting it up will be a problem after this afternoon, she giggled. He seemed pretty hard then. And if he doesn't want to be watched? We'll take care of that as and when it happens. For all we know, he might be up for it. He certainly was at the club, Jessica proposed, biting her lip, hopefully. It was an argument Tom knew he wasn't going to win. Not that he really wanted to, anyway. The thought of watching old Rob humping away between his wife's thighs later that night had had him erect in an instant. A few moments later, he was nervously standing outside Rob's door, his fist raised, still not quite sure exactly what he was going to say to him. Taking a deep breath, he rapped against the wood with his knuckles and stepped back, waiting. Oh, um, uh, how are you? He managed to mumble, almost incoherently, when their neighbour eventually answered the door. Well, I was okay, but if you've come to punch my lights out over that lap dance, then maybe not. Rob looked more than a little worried as he stood and looked up at his well-built younger friend. Um, yeah, about that. Tom swallowed hard and decided to just go for it. We thought, well, Jess and I that is, we thought that, well, maybe, um, maybe we should clear the air. You know, avoid any embarrassment. I see. Well, yes, I can see your point. But I have to say, your wife has nothing to be embarrassed about. She has a terrific body, especially without her clothes on. The older man smirked. Yeah, yeah, tell me about it. Tom gave a rueful smile and agreed with him. So, about this embarrassment. The older man looked at him curiously. Well, it was Jessie's idea, really. She's a bit worried that bump into you in the hallway in a few days' time. Well, it might feel a little awkward. He blustered now, trying to be nonchalant. So, she thought if you came over later and we had a drink, we could get it over and done with. There was a silent pause. If you see what I mean, Tom finished weakly, looking down at his shoes. Sure, I guess I could. What sort of time? The older man seemed to be a little off balance with the offer, but agreed, albeit seemingly somewhat reluctantly. About eight o'clock, if that's all right. 
Fine, I'll see you both at eight, Rob confirmed, and they parted company. Walking back into the flat, Tom heard his wife call from the kitchen. Is he coming? I suggested about eight o'clock, so we've got time to have dinner and stuff. He slipped his arm around her waist and informed Jess, as she stood at the counter, preparing them something to eat. Holding her close, he pressed his rapidly hardening cock against her rear and began nuzzling into the back of her neck. To eat and shower, maybe. Not for what you have in mind, his wife giggled. I'll be getting that later, hopefully. It was just after 6.30 when they finished eating, leaving Jessica plenty of time to go upstairs and soak for a while, Tom taking the opportunity to have a shower himself and freshen up before their guest arrived. He was in the living room, dressed and nervously waiting by 7.45, leaving Jessica to get ready and make a late appearance after Robert turned up. What were they doing? They should have talked it through before arranging anything. Rob is a neighbour. What if things all went wrong? Various thoughts filled his head as he sat on the sofa, wondering what had prompted his wife to make the suggestion. They had talked in general about how the things she'd done for the investigation might affect their normal lives, but to actually make the leap into it, it worried him. A minute or two before eight, the doorbell rang, and he jumped up, hurrying to answer it, finding Rob, a bottle of wine in hand, smiling in the hallway. Inviting him in, Tom got both of them a beer and poured a glass of wine for his wife before leading him through to the living room. He deliberately dropped into the armchair, leaving Rob to look about him before taking the sofa. Should be out in a minute. You know what women are like. He tried to sound casual, despite the fact his stomach was in knots at what they were about to do. Previously, it had all been motivated by the investigation, but this evening was different. It was unplanned and driven by their desires, not with any ulterior motive in mind. The two men sat and chatted amiably for a few minutes before Jessica finally appeared. She had dressed simply a big baggy top that hung off one shoulder, the neckline drooping down to almost expose her left breast. It was too short to be worn alone, so the bottom of it didn't really cover the white lace panties she had on underneath. You look great, said Rob, standing up and admiring Jess as she walked in, her long legs completely on show for him. Hi Rob, thanks for coming over. She greeted him casually, slipping onto the sofa next to him and picking up her glass. Sitting with her legs tucked under her, Jess's top barely reached the bottom of her skimpy lace underwear and left her totally on show from the top of her thighs down to where her sex was just about hidden beneath her tight little knickers. Tom was dumbstruck at the blatant show his wife was putting on for their neighbour. Used to watching her stripping at the club, this was totally different. It was almost as if she was flagrantly asking the older man to fuck her. Rob seemed equally lost for words as he stared lustfully at the occasional flashes of the brief white triangle between the tops of Jess's thighs. You really are one sexy woman, the 63-year-old eventually managed to croak hoarsely. That look is even more suggestive than your outfits at the club. Jessica giggled and played with her hair, looking up at him from under her lowered lashes. I hope that didn't cause any embarrassment for us all, she pouted as she asked him, glancing at her husband for him to comment. Not for me, Tom interjected. I'm absolutely fine about Rob seeing you dancing at the club. You are a stripper after all. A bloody brilliant one, if I may say so, their neighbour added, with a lustful grin. You liked my performance then? Jess asked him, her voice husky with desire. The older man beamed at her. Like? It was fantastic. I've always thought you had a great body, but to see you naked on stage, it made my whole year. And what about the lap dance I gave you? You did make a mess. She teased him about the fact he'd come in his pants. Oh yes. Rob lowered his eyes and blushed crimson. Sorry about that. I got a bit overexcited. I wonder why, Tom murmured, quietly so nobody heard him. Jess moved closer and put her hand on top of Rob's leg. Well, that was my intention. I'll just have to be more careful not to get you overexcited in future. 
he laughed and put his hand on hers. You've almost done it again anyway, young lady. Only almost, Rob, Jess purred sensually, picking up her glass and taking another sip of her wine. Dress like that, with almost everything on show, for sure, he groaned lustfully, his eyes roaming over her body. Jessica smiled and made some minor irrelevant adjustments to the top she had on. You could always take it off me, if you wanted to, Rob, her red-nailed fingers stroking along his thigh. What? What, what do you mean? He spluttered into his beer, staring at her. I mean that if you wanted to, you could take me into the bedroom, undress me, and fuck me. Jessica stated bluntly. I wouldn't mind. Rob seemed utterly perplexed and looked across at Tom for some sort of reassurance. He grinned back at the older man. You can fuck her if you want to, mate. It's okay with me. Are you joking? He glanced between the two of them. I'm 63 years old. Why would a gorgeous 27-year-old want to have sex with me? Because I think you're very sexy for your age. And besides, I like mature men, Jess told him candidly. You're serious? You want me to fuck you? He asked again. While my husband watches. Yes, she told him frankly, and stood up, holding her hand out to him. Take me to bed. Rob stared at Tom again, and then, with a look of disbelief on his face, he got to his feet, and taking hold of Jess's hand, he led her out of the room. Watching them, Tom's mind flashed back to Sunday night, when Frank Harwood had taken Jess to their bedroom and proceeded to fuck her in front of him. Even as he stood up to follow them, Tom's brain was screaming. This isn't part of the investigation. This is our lives, and Rob is our neighbour. Letting the older man guide her into the bedroom, Jessica followed demurely, unresisting when he pulled her into his arms and kissed her, his tongue freely exploring her open mouth. Wrapping her arms around his neck while he had one lightly groping her ass, she allowed his other hand to slide up under her top to fondle her breasts, rolling and teasing her sensitive nipples. Mmm, Rob... Oh, yes. Oh, fuck. Ah. Sighing into his mouth, she surrendered her body completely, letting him do whatever he wanted to her. Behind them, Tom paused in the doorway, leaning against the frame, his cock already tenting his pants painfully as he stared fascinated by the scene being played out before him. Jessica, however, was oblivious to anything other than Rob. Her eyes were closed, her breath was coming in short gasps, and it was plain to both men that his fingers were arousing her by the way she squirmed with his touch. Lifting her arms as Rob pushed up her top, she let him pull it off over her head, shaking her hair loose when he removed it completely to bare her perky little breasts. Fuck! He couldn't help but groan out loud as he lowered his mouth to her curls. Just like I remember them. Clamping his lips onto one of her swollen, sensitive buds, he made her gasp louder, her head tipping back so her long, blonde hair tumbled down her spine. Oh, yes. Rob, that feels so good. As he sucked on her teats, his hand slid between her thighs, stroking along the length of her pink slit, teasing her through the gusset of her little white panties. Holding on to him, Jessica moaned softly, her knees almost buckling when he pulled the damp material aside and slipped a finger into her wet hole. Her red painted nails dug into his biceps while he devoured her nipples greedily and worked first one and then a second digit up inside her, forcing her up onto the balls of her feet. Fuck! Oh fuck, yes! Yes! You're gonna make me come! Jess cried, her eyes shut as she groaned louder, her body trembling with the delightful sensations he was starting to create inside her. Slowly, he pushed his fingers in a little deeper pulling them back and then forcing them in again, her labia clinging to his knuckles as he stretched her open. 
Going up on her toes, she shuddered and moaned as Rob's hand delved up inside her wet pussy while his thumb worked on her swollen clit. Fuck, fuck, oh fuck, Rob, I'm... Burying her face in his neck, Jess jerked, her legs spreading wider to allow his hand unobstructed access to her sex. Yes, do it. Come on my hand, you fucking little slut, Rob whispered in her ear. It was enough to send Jess over the top. Oh, fuck, I'm coming. Her first climax rolled over her, her thighs clamping together, trapping his hand against her vulva. Shuddering to a stop, the last remnants of Jess's ultimate ecstasy fading, Rob eased his fingers out of her dripping slit, allowing her to drop down onto her knees. She looked at her husband, watching from the doorway, and then up at Rob, still fully dressed and standing in front of her. Keeping her eyes on the older man's, she fumbled his trousers open, tugging them down his thighs, along with his underwear, freeing an impressive-looking cock into her hand. "'Oh shit, it's bigger than I thought,' Jess whispered to herself as she got her first look at his manhood, her fingers wrapping around its thick-veined girth. It was impressive, especially for a man of his age, long and thick, its gnarled flesh covered with pulsing blue blood vessels. It looked extremely solid in her small hand. Her tongue darted out tentatively, flicking the tip, teasing him while her blue eyes stayed focused on his face. Suck it, he commanded, taking control. Mom. Hong. Gog. Jess lowered her head and submitted to him, taking his mushroom-shaped cockhead into her mouth, her lips encircling the shaft several inches down from the crown. Oh, sweet Jesus, that feels fucking amazing. Rob closed his eyes for a moment, groaning with pleasure as Jess began to fillet him. Tom's own dick was rock-hard now, and he had to release it from his jeans, although he didn't dare stroke it, for fear he would come too soon. Across the bedroom, hungrily bobbing her head, his wife slid her eager mouth up and down along Rob's prick, coating it with her saliva as their neighbour gasped breathlessly and tried hard not to shoot his load down her throat. Stop! Stop before you make me come! The 63-year-old pulled his erection away from Jess's mouth, his chest heaving as he panted. She giggled naughtily and moved onto the bed, laying back and looking seductively up at her neighbour. Rob glanced at Tom again, still a little unsure of what his reaction would be, but he gave him a grin and mouthed that he should go ahead and enjoy himself. Satisfied everything was all right and to go on, the older man reached for Jessica's knickers and eased them down over her hips as she lifted her bum, drawing them down her legs before dropping them onto the floor. Now totally nude, Jess opened her legs wide, giving both men a glorious view of her very wet pink cleft. Fucking gorgeous, Rob murmured, his eyes fixed on the moist treasure that awaited him between Jessica's splayed thighs. Kneeling at her feet, Rob ran his hands lightly up the inside of her legs, pressing them even wider apart while he gazed intently up at her slightly open sex. Gently kissing her soft flesh, his hands stroked further upwards, eventually cupping her modest tits while he licked around her vulva, carefully managing to avoid touching her slit. His fingers pinched and teased her rock-hard nipples as Jessica squirmed, her eyes closed, and her breathing becoming increasingly ragged. Please, don't tease me. I... I need... Jess didn't get to finish what she was saying. She was still mid-sentence when Rob leaned forward and licked along her wet slit, tracing his tongue from her dark puckered hole all the way to her clit. Oh fuck, yes! She suddenly moaned out loud, her back arching off the bed. Rob's tongue had found her clitoris and started to flick the swollen button as his hands slipped down her body, pushing up her thighs and holding her legs wide open. Don't stop. Oh God, please, please don't stop, Jessica gasped, 
her head beginning to thrash from side to side, whipping hair across her face. The older man continued to lavish attention upon her most sensitive parts as he slipped two fingers up into her well-lubricated pussy, making her buck against his hand while he wormed his digits deep into her cunt. Jess knew immediately that she was about to come again. The feeling of having his fingers penetrate her while he continued to lick her clitoris was starting another orgasm within her. Oh fuck, fuck, yes, yes! Her fingers clutched tightly at the sheet, knuckles whitening as she writhed in ecstasy the fire he was stoking at her core suddenly exploding outwards into an inferno that threatened to totally consume her. Oh fuck, fuck, I'm, I'm gonna fucking come. With an ear-piercing shriek, Jessica came and came hard. Euphoria flooded through her body as she locked her legs around Rob's shoulders to keep him in place as wave after wave of pleasure crashed through her slim form. She grabbed her tits and needed them to add to her pleasure, moaning and squirming on the bed as he continued to explore her depths with his tongue until, finally spent, she slumped back gasping. Quickly shedding the rest of his dishevelled clothing, a naked Rob loomed over her, his hard, angry shaft barely an inch from her glistening crevice. Are you sure about this? I'm just about old enough to be your grandfather. Rob gave Jess one last chance to stop him. She didn't even look at her husband for any sort of reassurance. Please, fuck me. I want you inside me. Jess reached to pull him towards her. Pressing the head of his hard, blue-veined prick between her outer lips, he slowly drove it all the way up into her. Oh God, yes, yes, please, just fuck me, make me come, Jessica whimpered, her pussy stretching to accommodate his thick girth as he filled her. Pushing all the way into her gaping pussy, his weight came down on top of her. He could feel her tight walls grip him as he slid effortlessly in, and then he pulled back until he was almost all the way out of her before thrusting back in again. Beneath him, Jess raised her hips up to meet his first penetration, her body responding eagerly. Watching his neighbour fucking his wife, Tom lost track of how often or how long he moved in and out of her, but he knew it was the most erotic scene he could imagine. There was no agenda, no ulterior motive, this was just pure sexual enjoyment, and he wondered if this was how their life would be in the future. Jessica wrapped her legs around Rob's as she moaned and writhed under him, her hips jerking up off the bed to meet every stroke of his manhood into her dripping slit. As she was being fucked, she rambled on almost incoherently while her lover continued to piston his hard length into her, her moans punctuated by the steady creaking of the bed springs. Oh God, that feels so good! Squeak. Oh my God, yes, like that, yes, like that, oh God, don't stop! Squeak. Yes, yes, do it like that, oh fuck, oh God! Squeak. Yes, oh yes, that's it, oh God! Fuck me harder, make me come. Squeak. His backside was rising and falling rapidly between her splayed thighs as he rammed into her, the sounds of his cock moving in and out of her soaking cunt, mixing with the slap of flesh meeting flesh and the rhythmic creak of the bed. She could feel another climax approaching and she reached up to grab his neck, pulling herself to him as he grabbed her ass with both hands and began to pound her even harder. Oh my god, oh god, Rob, fuck me, just fuck me. Jess screamed with delight, bucking up against him as she raced towards her apex. Unable to control her body, she convulsed under him, her cunt clenching around his massive tool, sucking it deep into her pussy as a huge orgasm ripped through her. Fuck! Fuck! I'm... I'm... coming! Thrusting hard into Jess's pussy, Rob grunted loudly and came with her. Oh fuck! Jess, I'm going to come in you! With his cock buried to the hilt inside her spasming fuckhole, 
He ejaculated, his buttocks clenching again and again as his shaft throbbed and pulsed, pumping a seemingly endless amount of sperm into her belly. Their mouths came together in a long, lingering, tongue-probing kiss, Rob laying on top of Jessica's spread-eagled form with his softening cock slowly easing out of her cum-filled slit. Eventually, he rolled off, and Jess looked across at her husband, holding out her arms, inviting him to take his turn while Rob lay beside her. Shedding his clothes, Tom mounted her quickly, his shaft sliding easily into her cum-lubricated pussy. "'I love you,' she whispered as he started to fuck her, driving his hard length into her saturated slit. Still shaking from her last orgasm, her husband's frenzied pounding quickly sent her over the edge again as bucking wildly under him, she experienced yet another climax. "'Shit! Oh, shit! Fuck! Fuck! I'm going to... come!' Her screams echoed around the bedroom as she came again, her arms wrapping around his neck, while her body undulated against his. Oh, God, Jess. I... I love ya. I... Oh... Tom couldn't hold back and erupted inside his wife, flooding her womb with another copious load of man-juice. As soon as her husband dismounted, Jessica jumped up from the bed, her hand shoved between her thighs to catch the sperm that was pouring out of her gaping hole. That was... fucking amazing. Rob laid back on the bed. I really have to thank you for letting me have your missus. You're welcome, mate, was all that Tom could think to say by way of a reply. Jess finally reappeared from the bathroom and looked at the two of them reclining on the bed. Would you mind if I slept with Rob tonight? She said, biting her bottom lip. I'm not going to be of any use to you tonight, Jess, Rob interrupted. At my age, I need plenty of time to recover. She giggled. I just want to sleep with you, if you're okay with that. Who knows? Maybe in the morning? She added with a wink. The older man grinned. Well, if your husband doesn't mind, I think I might be able to oblige you then. Pushing himself up off the bed, Tom kissed her. I love you. I love you too, she replied, sliding into bed next to Rob. Have fun, you two, he said, turning to his friend and grinning. With that, he got himself a blanket from the cupboard and headed for the sofa. Squeak, squeak, squeak. Daylight was streaming in through the window when the familiar sound of the bed creaking woke him. Still slightly muddled, he pushed himself up off the sofa and stumbled to the open bedroom door. Squeak, squeak, squeak. Jessica was sitting astride Rob, his cock obviously buried to the hilt in her pussy, her tits jiggling as she rode him enthusiastically. As Tom stood watching her pump herself onto her neighbour's organ, she turned towards him. Um, hi, oh, fuck, baby, yes. Jess just about managed a good morning between her gasps and sighs. Rob's hands were all over her, on her tits, squeezing the small mounds and pinching her sensitive nipples, and then dropping to her waist to move her up and down on his cock. Tom's own dick was hard as rock in a second at the erotic vision in front of him. Oh my god, it's so big, so deep, ah! Throwing her head back, Jessica ground her sex onto the older man's prick until her clit was rubbing against the base of his shaft. Oh shit, shit, oh god, I'm... I'm coming, she squealed, spasming uncontrollably as she came, her whole body tensing and then bucking wildly. Waiting until Jess's convulsions had subsided, Rob rolled her off him and, with a little assistance from her, put her onto her hands and knees. Lining his glistening rod up with her cunt, he slid it back in, making her groan out loud as she was filled by him yet again. Fuck, oh fuck, ah, yes. Pushing back, she took his full length into her oozing quim. 
Jessica's puffy labia wrapped around his girth as it slid into her well-used slit, the plump lips cushioning his strokes and making the process of fucking her even more pleasurable for him. Tom stood, almost hypnotised, watching as Rob fucked his wife. Grasping her hips, he started thrusting into her firmly, and then, grabbing a fistful of her blonde hair, he yanked her head back and started to really piston his shaft into Jessica's gushing cunt, his hips slapping against her ass loudly. Oh, ah, fuck, oh fuck, I'm gonna... She cried out, her modest tits bouncing under her as she took every inch of his throbbing member into her slick, wet pussy. Oh shit, I'm going to come in you, Rob grunted, and rammed his cock up into her cunt one final time, burying it to the root. Yes, oh yes, come in me, make me come. Jess went over the top, coming again as Rob's ass tightened, and he joined her, pumping his man-cream into her compliant form. Seeing them come together, Tom turned away from their coupling, his stomach knotted and a welter of emotions raging inside him as he made his way to the kitchen to make a coffee. Why had she slept with Rob? She had clearly wanted the older man to fuck her again in the morning. Where were their lives going now? He was dwelling on the numerous questions that filled his mind, when a few minutes later he felt Jess press against his back, her hand reaching around him to stroke his semi-erect prick through his boxer shorts. I want my husband in me now, she whispered huskily in his ear. That was all it took for him to forget his concerns, and for his cock to harden. He turned to face her, backing her against the table, as her legs opened to expose her gaping cunt, still leaking Rob's sperm. Looking into his eyes, she dragged his underwear down, and simply uttered two words. Fuck me. Tom slid in easily, her slick, cum-filled hole accepting his hard length in a single thrust. Oh, fuck. Tom, fuck me. Please. I love you. Please fuck me. His wife gasped as she clung to him. He took her, hard and fast, the table rocking as he ferociously slammed his prick into her compliant body, her legs wrapping around him while a frothy mix of her juices and Rob's semen oozed out around the base of his shaft with every stroke of his hard pole. Yes, yes, oh yes, I'm gonna come, she screamed as her body stiffened, jerking violently when her orgasm hit her. Oh fuck, Jess he grunted, and started to ejaculate into her, her cunt clenching around his throbbing meat and milking every last drop of his seed from him. Breathlessly, they held each other tightly, his dick still inside her, still twitching. I really do love you, Jess said, looking into his eyes as she spoke. Tom kissed her. I love you too. Should we take a coffee into Rob? She giggled. To be continued. Reveal all except the truth. Undercover Stripper Okie dokie, that's chapter 8 done and dusted, in the bank. And what an unexpected turn of events. <laughs> I didn't see that one coming. A sexy rendezvous with the next door neighbour, who I assumed we'd forgotten about by this point. My only concern really now is that what progress have we made on the investigation? It's been a couple of chapters with basically no progress, and I'm wondering how things are going to be wrapped up in only two chapters remaining. Let's discuss this chapter though, and I want to start by just ignoring the fact that we start this chapter with more of the same discussion that I've ranted on about in basically every episode since episode two. I'm not going to get into that, but I am going to dive into some of the other peculiarities that we encountered this time. First up, Tom and Jess kissing until they run out of breath. Is that how kissing works? Are you not supposed to breathe through your nose while your mouth is occupied? Have I been doing it wrong? Or are Tom and Jess bunged up with a cold that the authors failed to mention? 
I've never had any complaints from partners about my nose breathing during kissing, but I wonder if that's the sort of thing that a partner would be uncomfortable mentioning, that they'd be too embarrassed to point out. You know what, next time I'm doing some kissing, I'm going to hold my breath and see if that makes a big difference to the quality of the kissing. Another thing I noticed this chapter is the couple have finally started showing up to the club together. It only took eight chapters, and (laughs) who would have guessed it? Nobody cares. (laughs) Which is sloppy from the gang, if I'm honest. At this point, everybody knew anyway, and thinking about it, it seems a bit weird that the author even decided to have them lie about being married, given that nobody was buying it anyway, and it literally made no difference whether they were pretending or not. Why even have that unnecessary convolution in the story? Does it add anything? And if it does add something, then is what it adds worth having in there? Because what does the reader actually get out of having this extra bit of unnecessary and inconsequential complication in there? Why not just have Tom and Jess say that they were married from the start, as it's obviously not a big deal if they are? The only thing I can think of, the only reason for that, might be that the author wanted to make a point about the reader's misconceptions on whether a stripper could be married to a bouncer at the same club. They set up Tom and Jess in maybe a default position of not thinking it would be allowed or deemed acceptable. And then they introduce Clarice and Daryl, who are successfully making it work in that exact situation, highlighting the reader's misconceptions by having them play out in the characters. And if that's what they're doing, then my question is, is that a commonplace misconception? Is it a point worth making? Or would most people, especially people reading an erotic story on a website like literotica.com, basically think that it is fine, you know, allowed, normal, acceptable, to expect some of the people who work in a club together to be in relationships? I mean, I wasn't particularly surprised by the revelation. Were you? While we're talking about Clarice and Daryl, is it just me, or is it weird how much the author mentions the colour of their skin? Like, yes, they are black, black people exist, they're normal people, just like everybody else, living their lives, doing their jobs, and when you mention that they're black every time they appear in a chapter, it kind of sounds like you're making a big deal out of their ethnicity, in a way which just doesn't happen for other characters. We don't get a description of Rob's skin colour every time Tom visits him at the council offices, or when he appears at the club. There's no mention of Lisa, Tracy, Markov, Frank, Danny, Jason, Liam, or any of the other characters' skin colour. So I think it is a bit othering when Daryl and Clarice get that extra additional description. It's not as if their race has anything to do with the narrative. It's not really relevant to mention that they're black after the initial description when we first meet them. Unless their race is going to become an important factor in something that happens in the story, then why keep mentioning it? I thought it was a shame we didn't get the dialogue from the club DJ this time. We just got a description of him introducing Sapphire onto the stage. And I was disappointed because I always quite enjoy doing his vocals. And I wonder what made the author decide to swerve the dialogue this time. And I think it might have been a deliberate choice. A tactical omission. Because by this point, the announcement of the DJ isn't as an emotionally impactful thing to the characters as it was when Jess first got on stage. In the first few chapters, that's quite a big moment, filled with a lot of anxious tension. And having the DJ announce it in dialogue really helps to build up a sense of it being a big deal. And now, with Jess being much more experienced, being called up onto the stage and dancing on it is probably becoming a bit more run-of-the-mill for her. The announcement of the DJ fading into the background. Forgettable. Hardly worth making a big deal about. It's interesting that we also don't get to hear about the songs that Jess dances to anymore. Is that for a similar reason? Because they don't seem to matter to her now. It's all blended together for her. One song much like any other, as she executes the same routine for the same faceless audience. Jess is still getting turned on by the dancing though, so maybe it's just that the author ran out of classic stripping songs to mention. Or maybe it's just been the same playlist every time, so there's no need to mention it. 
<laughs> I found it funny and kind of weird that this time when Jess is dancing on stage and she flashes her vagina, that the author says that proves she was 100% female. <laughs> because firstly, is there any doubt at this point? We've heard an awful lot about her anatomy by this stage. And secondly, is there a percentage of female that it's possible to be either below or above 100%? <laughs> like, would she be only 75% female if she only had one boob? Or on the other hand, would she be 125% female with a third breast? What percentage female are you if you've got two vaginas? And the big question really is, are the worlds of mathematics and gender politics compatible in this way? I think it's a hard case to make that they are. Returning to something I've talked about a little bit before, and that's the moment in this chapter where Jess's state of arousal takes control of her actions. And it was a bit like how Bam Barkley was unable to think clearly when he had a boner, and allowed his body to make obviously bad decisions for him. I've seen it a few times in a few different stories, and I always come away feeling a little bit worried about that line of reasoning. Not least because it plays into narratives about people not being able to control themselves as an excuse for their behaviour. Like, often when a man has sexually assaulted a woman, he'll blame it on getting carried away, or that he wasn't thinking straight, as though that's some defence for their actions. And I don't think that really holds up. I also think it can negatively play into a stereotype that women are not able to control their emotions or urges, and it's a prejudice that feels quite Victorian to me, and probably even predates that era, where women are blamed for letting men take advantage of them, and it's framed as female weakness, of them giving in to sin and letting their desire control them. And that was one of the reasons that men, for generations, argued that women shouldn't be trusted with high office or serious slash non-menial work. To me, it's kind of funny that this toxic concept of lust making people lose control, in both men and women, is such a frequent trope of erotic stories. And as I've said, it's by no means just this one. In the 21st century, wouldn't it be more erotic to throw off ideas about pleasure being something which overtakes you and corrupts you, and present it as something which people actively seek and enjoy, while being in control of what they're doing? It's not something that happens to you, it's something that you actively engage with and create for yourself. Don't blame your desires on some external thing which overcomes you. Own them, and be empowered to enjoy them deliberately. After all, the notion that people don't really know what they're doing has always been bullshit anyway, and I think it's a hangover from a time when people didn't enjoy the sexual freedoms that we have today, and felt like they needed these things as a kind of excuse for just responding to the natural sexual urges that they had. Surely we don't need those pretenses in the modern day, do we? Maybe there are times when people get carried away, and they give in to desires that they shouldn't, though. I suppose anyone who's had an affair despite loving their partner has done that. But I think deep down, in those moments, most people with half a brain know what they're doing, and they know why they're doing it. They know the risks, but they're deciding they don't care about them, and it's worth taking the chance. Rolling back on those decisions afterwards and saying, I was out of control, feels like a cowardly way to avoid taking responsibility, and they're kidding themselves really that they didn't have the agency to stop what they're doing, if they really wanted to. Obviously, it's a bit of a different story if you're being forced to do something against your will, and I want to specify that I'm talking about consensual acts of sex here. What else happened in this chapter? Well, Tom finally got some side action for himself. We were just saying last week, I say we, it was me and Patton McGroin in the comments section, that it would be interesting for Tom to sleep with somebody else, just to see what Jess's reaction would be, and to see if it helped Tom gain some perspective on the whole thing. Jess didn't seem too bothered by it too, although at the same time, she didn't seem all that happy about the idea of Tom going further with Tracy, and we all know what Tracy expects next time. I wonder what Tom will tell her. Will he decide to go for it? Or will he hold back so he can tell his wife that he didn't do it? Would she really care if he did, especially given her reaction at the blowjob? 
I think Tom could probably get away with it, but I think he should be honest and tell Jess if he does. Maybe he should even say to her beforehand that he's planning to, if he does decide to sleep with Tracy. Another thing that stuck out to me, and it's something that's a bit of a building theme in this story, and that's Tom's casual sexism, represented specifically in the line, you know what women are like. <laughs> and the implication is that they're disorganised and always late, frequently take a long time to get ready. And I really think that the author is using Tom as a bit of a vehicle for her grievances about men at times, because he's such a negative stereotype. And I'm finding it hard to like him as a character, although sometimes I also get the feeling that maybe we're not supposed to. He's not exactly the main object of attraction in the story, is he? Most of the best sex scenes only feature him as a shadowy figure watching from the doorway. The author could have made him a hunky husband who is sexy and attentive. They could have made him a feminist, but they decided to make him kind of a dick. <laughs> and I think that's a funny choice. Why else would you want to have a dick in your story unless you're making a point of calling out their dickish behaviour? Coming on to the main thing that happened in this chapter, the whole debacle with Rob Greenwood, the sexy 60-year-old neighbour. <laughs> it's almost as if the author heard me talking about the lack of involvement that side characters have had in this story. The very next week, suddenly, in comes good old Rob Greenwood, the attractive neighbour. I kind of called it in episode one though, because you don't describe a side character as fit and athletic for a 60-year-old unless they're going to get involved in a sexy way later down the line. And you know what, I was beginning to worry that my instincts were off kilter, and I'm glad to have it confirmed in this chapter that they are right on target. I really liked the scenes in the club with Rob, the added excitement of knowing that he was watching them really worked for me. And I liked the fact that he turned into a real pervert, even though there have been absolutely no hints of that in his character beforehand. And I was surprised how open he was with Tom about his wife. I think in his shoes, I'd have been a bit more embarrassed to admit it if I'd had a crush on my much younger neighbour's wife. I'm not sure I would have stayed for the show. I certainly would not have been getting a lap dance. <laughs> I would be far, far too awkward about the situation. Maybe it's an age thing though. You know, he's a single guy in his 60s, and at that point in your life, maybe you just own who you are and lean right into being a pervert, if that's what you are. Why repress it, I guess, when life is short and you've got more behind you than you've got ahead? He was definitely more sweary than I'd expected a 60-year-old to be. He seemed to be really cutting loose. <laughs> I guess maybe there's also a sense, when you're that age, that you're less of a threatening presence as an older guy. Maybe your attention is less intimidating to a young woman than the attention of a man their own age might be. So maybe you can get away with being a bit more openly pervy <laughs> before it becomes, like, really a problem. I feel like in general people are more forgiving of bad behaviour in the elderly than they are of bad behaviour in the young. I guess that's just one of the few perks of ageing. <laughs> because let's be honest, it is mostly downsides. Still, Rob's perversion and lack of shame around being perverted kind of pays off for him in this instance. I wonder if he ever got a vibe that Jess was into him before this. There have been previous mentions in other chapters that Tom and Jess were worried about neighbours hearing them through the walls when they were having sex. I wonder if Rob had picked up something from their conversations and maybe he'd worked out that there was a good chance of getting to see her at Sin City. Maybe he's even gleaned that she was into sleeping with other guys. Maybe he heard Frank the other night and thought, I'll have a piece of that action. And just like Frank, Rob's fingers also worm their way into Jess's vagina. And in this case, it does seem like an inappropriate verb, because Rob isn't a slimy, creepy guy. He's not a gang boss or a criminal. He's just an innocent older gentleman who's been cajoled into this. So why does he get the same treatment as the obviously degenerate Frank? 
I'm beginning to think that either there's something quite erotic for the author in presenting any kind of fingers as gross little wormy worms, or that they view Frank in the same terms as Rob, which doesn't really make sense to me, because they are clearly very different, and the contexts in which they both have sex with Jess are very different too. I praised it as a great way to describe the conflicted emotions of Jess in the moment where Frank fingers her, but since there's no reason for her to feel that way about Rob, I'm starting to think that the author used it without really thinking at all about the connotations. Which is disappointing, because I did give them quite a lot of credit for using it last week. One thing that really struck me about the encounter with Rob was Jessica's surprise at Rob's penis size. She says, It was big, especially for a man of his age. And I read that with a heck of a sinking feeling, because is this something that I don't know about? Does your dick shrink as you get older? Is this just another curveball from the universe that, along with loosening skin, difficulty retaining muscle, losing your hair, dwindling brain power, your penis is also going to shrink? <laughs> is that right? Honestly, I'm so upset at this proposition that I'm going to have to Google it. And oh no, no it's true, your penis does shrink with age. Talk about kicking a man when he's down. Has mine shrunk already? I'm only 33, it's been a long time since I've measured it. It always seemed adequate I suppose, but now I'm wondering, did I miss the moment and am I already past the peak? That's a sad thought isn't it, the point at which a man's penis has already reached the peak of its length. Ah. <laughs> oh. I guess though, as the song specifically written as part of the film soundtrack for the movie Colour of Money, directed by Martin Scorsese and starring Paul Newman and Tom Cruise as pool sharks, it does bring me a little comfort to know that it's in the way that you use it. But all the same, that's not news that I wanted to hear. Good for Rob though, I suppose. It was probably Frank length to begin with, i.e. too big to get your hand around it, <laughs> when he was in his younger days. Speaking of big penises though, are they always a good thing? I think there must come a point where it's too big, right? And are the visible blue blood vessels of Rob's hard-on necessarily that attractive? I don't typically think of something being veiny as a positive adjective. Is that something that women look for? Or gay men? Do gay men look for a vascular penis? I sometimes think when I'm in the gym and I see those guys who obviously work out too much, and they're really vascular, that it kind of looks a bit scary. <laughs> You don't want your penis to look like something from a Lovecraftian horror, do you? I wonder if I got a bit too close to Frank's accent when I was voicing Rob. In a way, it's kind of fitting that those two accents bled together, because in general, it was a bit of a copy and paste encounter with Rob, and they followed the exact same routine as with Frank, flipping Jess over to finish in doggy style, and even the spooning until morning, which was followed by her on top, waking up Tom as the bed frame squeaks. You'd have thought that a practical man like Tom might have popped a little squeeze of WD-40 on that by now. But you've got to admit, those two sex scenes were eerily similar. And it's not the only section to have a kind of copy and paste vibe about it. I said I wasn't going to talk about the conversations, <laughs> the discussions between Tom and Jess that we are privy to every week. And I'm not going to, but that's one example, I think. And that reminds me actually of my pedantic moan for this chapter. And that was that there was a lot of hesitating. I think too much, you know? Everyone seemed to be doing and saying everything hesitantly, every few sentences. And it was a bit of an overused word in this chapter, which could have been replaced by a few synonyms, or maybe just axed altogether. Do we really need to know that a character said something hesitantly? Mightn't that be obvious from the situation, or just from what they were saying? I know that the author wants to get across that they are nervous and they're a bit unsure, but variety is the spice of life here, and, if I'm honest, there wasn't enough spice to bring parts of this chapter to life for me. 
I said before that I thought the spooning and cuddling was maybe a bit more intimate than the sex, and it happens again here too, which is strange to me. Why does Jess want to cuddle and spoon with everyone but her husband? It seems like a serious betrayal, and it also feels like an extra step for Rob to have to go along with it. I can't believe he would be comfortable doing that, <laughs> you know? <laughs> Especially while Tom is forced onto the couch where he can't be having a comfortable night's sleep. To be honest, and maybe I'm alone here, but I always have trouble sleeping in a strange bed, especially with someone that I don't know all that well. I think it takes a few sleepovers to kind of get into the groove of sleeping with somebody, to get into the rhythm, I guess you could call it. And I always find that before that is established, I spend most of the night staring up at the ceiling, unable to drop off to sleep. And it's difficult because sometimes you don't want to offend the person that you've been sharing a bed with for the fun times. But sometimes after the fun times are over and it's the sleeping times now, I'd actually prefer to maybe say goodbye at that point and then go and have a proper night's sleep in my own bed, if at all possible. You know, just until you get comfortable with that person. If I'm putting on Rob's shoes, <laughs> imagining myself in his position, I, I don't think there's any amount of comfortable that I could get. <laughs> sleeping in the bed of a man who I just cuckolded. Especially knowing that my nice, comfy, safe, solo bed is just across the hall in this case, I think I'd find it a really hard thing to agree to spend the night there. <laughs> I don't know, maybe by the time you're in your 60s, sleep comes easier to you. I don't know. But anyway, that's enough for me because this week the comments section is filled with ginormous comments. Almost everybody is in the comments section, and it's the usual suspects mostly. They have all written a full paragraph each on what they think of this story. There's only two out of the eight comments that are a single sentence. And I'll do those ones first. Wooden Cav says, Enjoyed this chapter. I'm sure Rob will become a regular. Can't wait for the next chapter. Five stars. Robert John, the other short commenter, says, I guess Rob will be visiting the neighbours a bit more from now on. I'm still enjoying this story. So two nice short positive comments there. And now we get into the essays. <laughs> and our first one is from a new commenter, someone we haven't heard before, called Kai Rich. Or Kair Itch. Anyway, however they pronounce it, their comment says, Really enjoying your stories. The feedback is good too. Although I am one more for her gaining the confidence to become more independent and enjoy her freedom. I'm not so keen on him getting a lot. I do like the suggestion of them being pushed out of their comfort zone and Jess getting some action alone to torment. I love her confidence. Oddly, I like the way you describe her boobs. Guess you can't make us all happy. Just keep going being yourself. You are really good and have a great mind. There we go. Fan of the modest boobs there. Comment here from, oh, long-time commenter, CZOFTW, who says, A big part of what makes this story so good is that Tom and Jess are each conflicted, but can't stop themselves. I'm glad that Tom is getting some, just from an equity perspective. It always bugs me in stories when one partner, male or female, is allowed to fuck anything, and the other has to stay monogamous. That's unfair, but I guess that's someone's kink. I would really like to see their comfort zone blown up completely. A comment from Thumper311 who says, Awesome story, as well as your writing skills. Every chapter has been great. 
This was the best. I believe this experience with her neighbour was for them. They've accepted how much they're loving their journey, and their love for each other. The fact that Rob is older adds all kinds of emotions, but fear of her falling for him isn't one of them. I hope it isn't a one-time thing with Rob, I think he's a safe addition to enjoy their kinky side. Hopefully anal is a possibility with Rob. Continue the awesome writing, looking forward to coming chapters, hopefully some interracial in the mix. Oh, okay. So maybe that's why Clarice and Daryl's race has been such a sticking point. Maybe there is going to be some interracial stuff. And the fact that they're black is part of the kink. <laughs> Although that is kind of a problematic kink, if you ask me. A comment here from Phaserboy1, longtime commenter. They say, another great story, but the husband is really wondering where this is leading, especially as this is the second man she has slept with overnight. It is one thing being there and watching, but come Friday, when she'll be fucked without her husband watching, will be another thing. Jealousy, worry and torment while he is waiting for her will be too much. I still think their marriage is about to explode through jealousy. I am really looking forward to the next chapter. <laughs> Phaser Boy's been predicting that the relationship's going to fall apart since, well, like chapter two. But I think he's wrong about Tom not being able to watch Jess on Friday. Didn't Frank say that he would be able to accompany her? I think that had all been set up in advance. Last two comments. Penultimate one from Weirs1002, who says, Jess is now a fully-fledged slut and won't give up on getting lots of extramarital cock. I'm loving the story, but feel the undercover part of their arrangement will leak out and Tom being a policeman will not end well. Purely as constructive feedback, and not a criticism, but can you find another description for Jess's modest tits slash breasts? I chuckle every- <laughs> Someone who agrees with me. <laughs> I chuckle every time I read this now, as it happens so frequently. Yes, Wiz1002. My man, I totally agree with you, and I noticed it early on. I think modest is such a an unappealing way to describe someone's body, <laughs> you know? Who wants to be modest? It's not exactly the sexiest thing, is it? And they're absolutely right that modest is one of the many words or phrases that this author just overuses way too much. Our final comment is from Quir12, who says, Very neighbourly. That was very neighbourly of the young couple to help their older neighbour get off. I do love the fun consenting adults get to have with the sexual choices they get to make. Fun times and a fun story. Keep it rocking, as it is a great adventure, but I can feel the drama of the gang boss coming. Cheers. <laughs> what do they mean, <laughs> the fun that consenting adults get to have? Is Quir 12 not a consenting adult? Are they maybe a non-consenting child? I wonder if Quir... I wonder if they're 12 years old, Quir 12, and that's the, that's the age that they are. Well, I guess this comment it was a, is a year old, so now they're 13. But that's still far too young to be reading a story like this, young man. Or young lady. I guess we don't know the gender. But you listen, enjoy your youth. You've got all that fun to come. It's all ahead of you, you know? <laughs> don't don't be in a rush to get to to adulthood because it's i tell you what it's it's not as much fun as it looks <laughs> but hey pretty positive comments section there and i think it's nice that people put the effort into writing something a little bit longer clearly everyone enjoying this story and if you're enjoying Undercover Stripper, then I want to invite you to head over to literotica.com, which is the website where I find all my stories, and search for the author, UK underscore writer underscore 53, who penned this particular series, and check out some of the other stories in their back catalogue. I normally mention that they've got 131 different submissions, but actually looking at it now, I can see that there are only 127, so I guess a few of those have been cut. <laughs> 
didn't quite make the grade. But I'm sure that the 127 submissions that are remaining are absolute gold. And if you do stop by and read one or two of them, make sure you like the stories, give them a rating out of five stars, be generous, give them a five, leave a comment, and if you're becoming a fan of theirs, then follow them on the platform. If you're enjoying this podcast, then similarly, like and subscribe, leave a comment, leave a review, leave a rating. But I think most importantly, share it with your friends and family. What loving family member wouldn't want a recommendation for an erotic podcast from someone in their brood? And if you're embarrassed to tell them in person, why not leave them some casual little hints around the house? Maybe after you've had a shower, you could write the name of the podcast and mention it's available on Apple and Spotify and wherever else you get your podcasts in the steam that's collected on the mirror as condensation. That way, when the next member of your family goes in to enjoy their shower, they'll see your recommendation as they're toweling themselves off afterwards. Hey, just an idea. If you're a real fan of this podcast and you want to contribute financially to the upkeep, to pay for things like the recording equipment, to justify the amount of time that I spend putting out an episode each week, and to just generally show your support for this enjoyable content, then there's always the Patreon page, where just £5 could make all the difference. There's a link in the description of this podcast. If you can afford it, I would really appreciate your subscription. I'll be back next week with the penultimate chapter to Undercover Stripper, Chapter 9. Until then, have a great week. Keep everything in your life sexy. Except the things that shouldn't be sexy. You know, there's a, there's a line somewhere. Rock it on, and goodbye. Reveal all except the truth Undercover stripper Take off your clothes The sizable bulge of his cock pressing through her lumpy panty. <laughs> lumpy panties. <laughs> uh.